thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com you're listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com it is tuesday christmas week a little bit of an off week i mean it, it just feels differently obviously because it's uh this week between Christmas and New Year's, a lot of people are off. I want to once again wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, very Happy New Year. And I hope you're not one of the people that thought, gee, it would be fun to travel at this time of year. Because there's major, major problems. Especially anyone thinking of going on Southwest. But it's it's really creating a nightmare at all airports. Let's hear this piece about Australian Southwest. Passengers are stuck at airports across the country. The return home from Christmas for many has become a flat-out nightmare. This morning, they said no one's getting on a flight, a Southwest flight, for four days, and they said we can't help you go home. Southwest Airlines melting down in the wake of the Christmas holiday. Christmas was just ruined. This was the worst Christmas ever. While 3,800 flights were canceled across the country Monday after the punishing winter storm, nearly three quarters of them were Southwest flights. And the company has already canceled over 2,500 flights today, with more misery expected this week. It's been catastrophic. It is simple. A failure of, of Southwest management. When asked about the collapse, a spokesperson for Southwest blaming the weather. I think it's just the sheer size of the storm. It's just the fact that this one started west, swept east, and impacted uh, almost every single one of our largest airports that put us in a position where we struggled to recover and we struggled to get our flight crews and airplanes where they needed to be. In a statement, the company vowing will work to make things right for those that we've let down. We recognize falling short and sincerely apologize. But this morning, federal officials are launching an investigation into the chaotic response. The Department of Transportation saying it is concerned by Southwest's unacceptable rates of cancellations and delays and reports of a lack of prompt customer service, adding it will investigate whether cancellations were controllable. The airline's own employees blaming the company for not being better prepared. Some Southwest flight crews are being left on hold for up to 10 hours while they wait for scheduling instructions. From weary travelers sleeping on airport floors to unclaimed luggage pileups, the harsh reality was everywhere. Unfortunately, our next available seats for Loudspeakers warning flyers in Houston they shouldn't expect to get a flight out for at least six days. Ah. Others boarding crowded <clears throat> buses chartered by Southwest. One bus headed from Raleigh to Nashville, a 500-mile ride that will take more than eight hours. Ah. Expected to take more than a week of playing catch up for Southwest's flight schedule to get back on track. Guys? Wow. I mean, what an absolute nightmare. Now, also, folks, there's this bizarre story out of this freshman congressman in New York, Long Island. He's saying, you know, maybe, maybe I embellished my resume a little bit. This George Santos. Have you heard this story? Embellished? The guy is a pathological liar. Listen to this. The New York Republican tried to downplay this. He said everyone embellishes their resume, but ultimately he admitted that key parts of his background that he ran on were made up. Breaking his silence, New York Congressman-elect George Santos overnight admitting to fabricating entire parts of his background. I apologize if, if anybody feels hurt or betrayed. I will gain everybody's trust back by just delivering results for them. In a series of interviews, Santos now confirming many of the details in last week's New York Times investigation that revealed how the Long Island Republican seriously misrepresented his experience and parts of his personal life to voters. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a cartoon character. I'm not some mis mythical creature that was invented. I I'm no Russian puppet. I, I mean, for 
crying out loud. Sancho saying now he never did, in fact, graduate from college as he had claimed, saying he, quote, embellished his resume, telling the New York Post, I own up to that. The reality is, is I'm human. I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. He also admitted to never actually working for Goldman Sachs or Citigroup, saying now he worked for a company that did business with them. I used a poor word, use of words, but I did work in the industry for a number of years. I did do work with all the institutions I've mentioned prior and more. In other interviews, Sancho's addressing misleading statements like these he made on the campaign trail about his family's Jewish roots. My grandparents survived the Holocaust, so these regimes of socialism, Marxism, they don't work. Now saying he never claimed to be Jewish, that he is clearly Catholic, and he only said he was Jewish. Despite the controversy, the young Republican <laughs> insisting he will not be deterred, and that he can still be wow. effective in Congress. I'm not resigning. Mm-hmm. I have to leave Congress, guy. It's going to be by a pink slip by the voters November of 2024. But Democrats have been quick to pounce on the allegations. We need answers from George Santos. He appears to be a complete and utter fraud. He is. Now, New York does not have any recall laws, so some Democratic members of Congress are calling on him to resign or be expelled from Congress. But the only way to expel him would be if two-thirds majority voted him out. And since his win helped Republicans narrowly flip control of the House, Republicans are counting on him being there. You know, part of this, it is very, very, very misleading. Now, one thing um, that is remarkable about that is the fact that where was his opponent? Um, the fact that his opponent, normally, you would go to town on working to get that. I mean, and that's not a matter of, I think, embellishing. I mean, the guy just completely, completely lied about it. But this was a race for Congress. I, I don't understand how they, his opponent in the Democrat Party, I mean, part of it falls. I, they're supposed to vet it out. Seems like it was it was pretty much out there, and it wasn't like one thing, and it wasn't anything. You know, it wasn't like a, a HIPAA situation. Now, folks, also very serious situ- situation. Buffalo, they may get more snow. If you've seen this, the amount fifty-seven people so far have died. That's how bad that storm was, and the amount of snow. Listen to this piece on the Today Show. Search teams that are finding more victims from this weekend's blizzard. NBC's Jesse Kershey is in Buffalo with that part of the story for us, Jesse. They are finally winding down in terms of the snow, but still not nearly enough to melt that mess. Yeah, Peter, it is quite cold out here still this morning, and you can see it's moved down to a trickle now, just some flurries, but we do have snow falling here in Buffalo. This is just some of what has been piled up and pushed aside here in a city that has been hard hit by this storm. The airport, which is just across the street from where I am right now, is still closed, will remain closed at least until tomorrow morning. When you see how much snow is on the ground here, it's not hard to understand why. More than four feet falling in Buffalo. President Biden declaring a state of emergency here as officials blame this historic blizzard on more than two dozen deaths. You talked about, uh, unfortunately, this has been a tragic situation, and we're hearing about people being found, unfortunately, dead in cars, some even on the street, which just gives you an idea of how disorienting this storm must have been at its peak. Whiteout conditions that we heard about for days. The governor calling this the most devastating storm in the history of this city, which is familiar with bad winter weather. Just gives you an idea of the struggle. Even first responders having trouble battling fires like we saw yesterday. 400 members of the National Guard deployed here, but thankfully a warm-up is ahead, so hopefully there's some relief in sight. Peter? Goodness. Buffalo. Absolutely brutal. All right, here's also just the Today Show piece on this uh, George Santos, congressman out of New York. You know, maybe maybe I embellished. Uh, well, actually, let me get to um, this. The Supreme Court could announce whether or not it's going to debate the merits of Title 42. Let me hear that. That's the Trump-era policy that allows <clears throat> most asylum seekers to be turned away at the border due to concerns about COVID. After facing challenges in the courts for months, the policy was set to expire last week, 
before the Supreme Court stepped in. Now the debate over its future is reigniting tough questions and concerns about what happens if it is lifted. NBC's Sam Brock is in El Paso, Texas with the very latest this morning. Sam, good morning. Peter, good morning. Still so much uncertainty here. The expectation today is that the Supreme Court will either take up this case and debate the merits of Title 42 or pass and pave the way for it not to be applied any longer in the manner that it has. I'm in El Paso right now, Peter. It is 36 degrees over my shoulder. Oh. We see all these folks here wrapped up sleeping on the ground in blankets. Just to their right is a bus that's there to provide warmth for those who need it. And talking to so many people here, they've been waiting for an answer for months. Oh. On what could be decision day for Title 42, there are signs of distress all over the streets of El Paso and the thousands camping out. It's clear, not just from... You know, I want to just um, touch on the fact that, listen, these people, they know they're entering illegally. This is the Biden administration that has brought that in. This is the Biden administration that has encouraged these uh, individuals to try to come into our country. All right, folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508 508- 252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website dipetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today. Free quote. Get the most of your outside. You're going to love what they can do for you. 401-580-1852. 401 580-1852 Limitless Outdoors Dream, Build, Enjoy You're listening to the John DePietro Show folks, joining us on the right now right now on the air, we've had him in the past he has a book, he was an advisor to the president a man that in some ways almost needs, needs no introduction 
It is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, it's the John DePietro Show. Welcome back, Peter Navarro. John, it's uh, really great to be back with you today. Uh, how are things going in uh, Rhode Island? Well, Rhode Island and Mass uh, continue to be blue, but there's always optimism with the uh, the rest of the country. So, Peter, if you don't mind, if you'd like to just, I'd like to start, just get your thoughts on the contempt trial uh, as far as the jury selection with uh, Steve Bannon that began. Well, that's the last thing I uh, I can talk about. Oh. Uh, as your listeners may know, um, I'm facing a um, misdemeanor, <laughs> which carries with it a two-year prison term. I've already been putting leg irons. And uh, my attorneys uh, do not want me discussing other cases. Okay. I'd be happy to talk a little bit about um, the circumstances that led to uh, to my situation, okay. which uh, which are more, I think, might be interesting. Yeah, no, definitely talk about if you don't mind, Peter. That was so over the top with the leg irons and the way they that you were uh, taken into custody. Well, I think I think that's the correct word, over the top. And you have to um, step back for a minute and. and and go back to when I was in the White House. I, mean, I served, uh, in fact, I was one of only three White House officials who was with the president all the way from the 2016 campaign to the uh, end of what we love to call his first term. Um, and he, I look, humbly, uh, I did uh, save American lives because I was one of the uh, guys in the White House early on who recognized the seriousness of the pandemic and, and uh, motivated uh, the White House to take appropriate steps. Um, I worked a lot creating uh, manufacturing jobs. You know, that was my thing, trade manufacturing. And I, you know, I found myself um, when this um, so-called select committee was formed by Nancy Pelosi, um, uh, an obvious partisan witch hunt, um, uh, when when they began putting out uh, their illegal subpoenas, um, I was put in a situation where the president, President Trump, invoked what's called executive privilege. And um, as I have said from the outset of this whole process, it's not my privilege to waive. And I, 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 was, I was caught between the dispute between Congress and the White House, essentially. And... The law, as I read it, clearly comes down um, on my side in this, in the sense that uh, executive privilege is go, it goes back to George Washington as something that's critical to effective presidential decision making. And ironically, the Department of Justice itself has over 50 years of policy and more than a dozen memoranda that support the idea that folks like me at the highest levels of the White House shouldn't be uh, forced by Congress uh, to come testify before them. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that's the dispute. Um, it's it's going to be uh, settled now in, um, in a trial uh, down the road. But what was interesting... Uh, John, is that this This is, uh, it's a misdemeanor. It doesn't involve any fraud. Nobody's ever accused me of any violence, uh, particularly on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Uh, there's none of that going on. And the way this should have been handled was with what's called voluntary surrender. In other words, they issue the arrest warrant, they call me, and they say, uh, here, show up, show up, uh, in court and we'll we'll get this done right now instead of doing that they went the the, the total went just they just went full metal jacket on me and the irony john is i sit here and talk to you i'm literally looking out the window at the fbi building and my my the fbi building is literally a field goal uh away <laughs> wow i mean i could and i was an old field goal kicker in my in my um high school days and I could literally kick a field goal uh, that this is that's how close the FBI building is and so instead of um, 
doing, doing the courtesy of calling me and say, hey, just voluntary surrender. Um, oh, by the way, we know you're going to Nashville on Friday to do a TV show. Maybe maybe it's okay to come in on Monday, right? That's kind of what they should have done. Right. <laughs> they let me. They, I eat breakfast. They, I get, get in an Uber. I get all the way to the airport. And I sit around for an hour waiting to get on the plane. And then when I, you know how people, you, you go in, you give the ticket, and you walk in the jetway there yep. between uh, the, the, the gate and, the, and that's where you know, five FBI agents armed to the teeth How? <laughs> go after a 72-year-old guy who weighs 145 pounds. Um, and, you know, it was, I mean, look, um, if you put yourself in my shoes, I, it's like, handcuffs uh they take me back to my home oh except not my home 40 yards away to the fbi <laughs> get fingerprinted and I, I wind up like 20 minutes later in this like dungeon at the courts um in leg irons in a strip search well, that was kind of wow yeah so the leg irons are kind of interesting i my, my I, I joke now that it's it's like I'm hoping they were at least uh, made with American steel. You know, it's like me being the buy American guy. Maybe the government bought some made in America leg irons. But yeah, they they're like strips. They strip searched me. That was fun. You wow. Roped, and then they put these leg irons on. The funny part was like these, these, the guard. He was like a third my age. Nice guy, but he's like walking down the hall to the cell, right, and expecting me to follow at his pace and you, you you can you know you can't you have no stride when you're in leg irons you kind of like clunk along and i'm going what <laughs> and they stick me in a cell um that, and they're proud of this somehow oh john hinckley was there when he shot president reagan okay great it's like okay navarro the guy in the white house saved lives created jobs and wow for the constitution is in the same cell as Inkley. Now, I would be remiss at this point not mentioning uh, DefendPeter.com. DefendPeter.com. That's my uh, legal defense fund. Great. And if your listeners uh, would would be moved by any of this, just check it out. Now, just small donations. But the punchline here is that, John, I've already had um, costs over $400,000 oh, so far. God. This is like a million dollar for a misdemeanor, mind you. Oh, wow. It's a misdemeanor that comes with a two-year prison sentence, I might add. Um, so, you know, this is where this is where things stand. And, and what's interesting is that the only, the only two people going to trial for this um, are the two China Hawks from the White House, right. which, which I find interesting. Well, That's right. You guys, like... Ben and I are the only two guys um, who ever got sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. They, they did it like four minutes into Biden swearing in. And we're also the only two guys that are threatened with prison terms from the U.S. Congress. So, you know, like strange bedfellows. <laughs> and, and Peter, you wrote... And I'm not sure this is a coincidence. Yeah, well, and you wrote the book. And again, folks, speak with Peter Navarro. You wrote the book, Death by China. So that's not... I mean, people way, can... Way back when. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Peter, in... But... Now, wait, one other thing, speaking of books, just so folks kind of... Yeah, if you go to PeterNavarro.com, you can see all this. But... but uh, Taking Back Trump's America yes. is, is the new book I've written. It's available on Amazon, Taking Back Trump's America. And the reason, John, why it's important is that we're, we're now in a collapsing economy. Uh, I am the poster child for a two-tier system of justice where violent felons and Antifa people roam free while former White House advisors get uh, arrested and put in leg irons. Wow. And the Taking Back Trump's America book really is uh, the blueprint and battle cry to do two things. First, we've got to take back the Congress, the House of Representatives, from the Pelosiites. These people are out of control. Yep. Even as they weaponize the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way, 
they are, by the way, destroying our economy. We've got to get them out of there. And then in 2024, we've got to get uh, Trumpism back in the White House. Just It just has to happen. Because I can tell you, I was there for four years. The policies we adopted created the best economy in modern history. And Biden and Pelosi and AOC and Schumer and Lion Adam Schiff and little Jamie Rack and all of those scumbags, and they are scumbags, have destroyed the U.S. economy, their frame, the democracy and political system, and they're high and mighty about it all. Yeah. So let's, you know, throw these rascals out. Folks, again, he is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, great to talk to you. I'm so sorry uh, that you had to go through that. But justice will prevail. You have a lot of fans out there. You also, by the way, you do a great job on Newsmax. Keep up the good work. Keep swinging. And uh, everyone's behind you, and we'll talk to you again. All right, my brother. You take care of yourself. Enjoy Thank- this, uh, this summer. Get down to Newport and sail and do something like that. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. All right, man. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401 401- 434-1510, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition. Since 1977, delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. like to be introduced to everybody you know everybody for some reason picked up undertakers it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to no, you all right sheriff urbano have... benny martinez yes sir that sound good all right sheriff martinez you are the sheriff at brooks county yes sir. you know i don't have to tell you it, it's my understanding how, how close are you you're you're right Brooks County, you're you're right at the border. You're dealing with the people that come right up the border. Yes, sir. We're 70 miles north of the river. 70 miles. Wow. Okay. Um, how long have you... Let me just make sure you talk right into the microphone. How long have you been... Um, how long have you been the sheriff at Brooks County? Uh, seven, six years. Six years. Yes. And I'm just going off at the, and, um, at the end of July. Is that true that we're... 66 bodies of dead migrants. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. Well, uh, we're currently at 78. 78? Yes, sir. And what, what is the, I'm sure it's varied, but what are some of the various causes of death? Hydration, weather. Hmm. That's that's number one cause of the yeah. deaths. Take us inside a little bit. Now, first of all, where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Brooks County. Brooks County? Yes, sir. Okay. And when did you decide or realize that you wanted to be a sheriff and be in law enforcement? That was probably at the age of 20. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, at the age of 20, uh, I felt like that was a calling I had. So I got into the State Police Academy at the age of 22. Hmm. Graduated for, at the age of 23 and been a long Texas, Texas State Police. Texas State Police for 29 years. Is that the is that the Texas Rangers? The, the, no. The, yeah, it's the, it is. It's, it's how the Texas Rangers are formed. Okay. It's called the Texas Department of Public Safety. Yep. And within that, the branch, there's a service called the Texas Rangers. Okay. 
I took the service of narcotics versus Texas Rangers. I, I, I felt more at ease uh, going to the field of narcotics versus Texas Rangers. Sure. And when did you become the sheriff of Brooks County? 2017. Hmm. What kind of department do you have? We have a small department. Uh, myself, command staff of two or three, and then the five deputies that I have out there working. So, what what vehicles or horses? Vehicles. Okay. Could yeah. you could you ride a horse if you needed to? Yes. You too. Yes. Do you have horses at your disposal if you have to use yes, them? Sir. You do. Yes. And what was it like? 2017, 2018, 2019. Well, it, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't like this really. It was very mild. Uh, we, I felt like everything we had things under control. I think we had the lowest at 30. You know, when the new administration came in, the Trump administration came in, it it, it settled. Okay, it, it settled, and that's because the implementation of of his uh, the wall and everything else that went with it. Okay, the resources that were being applied to the border. So that helped a lot on, on inland, so to speak. Okay, so anything that's that that's done in, along the river, it helps inland. Okay, that's pretty much a common sense type of issue. The more resources you put on the front, the less, res you know, less resources you need at the other end. So Brooks County... Um People there, working families struggling? Very much so. Yeah. Uh, 90, 90, 95% of them are Hispanic population. Uh, most of the work they do, if it's major work, they got to go outside the county. Hmm. I think the highest uh, employment entity is the school, the schools, and uh, a private sector that, that houses uh, federal uh, inmates. When, when, um, what is, I, I don't know if there is a typical day, but what would a typical day be like? You know, it varies, but on a typical day, uh, we can go out into the brush and maybe recover two or three bodies ah. in one day. Is that a big part of it? Yes. Majority. So you work, work with the medical examiner? Well, yes, in Laredo. It's in Laredo, Texas. Okay. But, and we do have our own morgue mm. that we have in there in, in, in the county, in the sheriff's office. Yep. Do you, um, how would you describe the traffic of people that enter our country and come through Brooks County? You know, that's, that's a good question. You, you have your workers that, that, that are going to come into work, but you also have your criminal uh, element within the workers, okay? We have a, a pretty good percentile that are hardened criminals that are filtering through, okay? We, we do have... We work sexual assault cases that occur. Oh. That's, that's another issue we, we handle. Uh, we work uh, where they go out there and steal. Uh, they, they, they steal implements of, of, uh, in terms of tractors and, and, uh, and just drive, go cross country with it. Just wow. tearing up fences as they drive the tractor. Do they respect our laws? No, they don't. No. Do they respect you and your staff? Uh, no, because we don't. do have a lot of uh, fleeing vehicles, you know, uh, uh, fail to yield type of uh, issues. Yep. You know, we can have those maybe three, four times a day. Now, what do you what do you tell your crew when they are dealing with the fail to yield? To be very careful. Yeah. Uh, because they're also using their their uh, escort vehicles to block oh. block the police, block block us, right? So they can get away. So that's another issue that we, we deal with. Hmm. And many of the, um, you're saying it's up to 78, many of the migrant uh, bodies that are found. All ages, all genders, mostly men, mostly female, young, old. Well, the youngest I, I've gotten so far has been 15. Ah. The oldest uh, varies between 50. 60. It, it doesn't discriminate. Right. And we're right about 50-50, maybe 60% males, 40% females. So it, it, it really, it just doesn't discriminate. The weather does not discriminate. It doesn't matter how healthy you look. If, if you get to that point, 
Yeah, yeah, you're going to be left out there and you'll eventually die. And this is, I mean, I would, some of the people that you find, do they tend to fall more on the side of, they, they want to come here as workers. It's not someone that's carrying, say, you know, an amount of drugs. That's correct. Yeah. But we, we do also find what we refer to as backpackers. There there are carrying drugs through. Uh, and they have the lead, the lead person or the one in the rear or both. In the front and in the back, they, they have long arms. So we know that's a different type of group. Mm. Okay. So, you know, we, we got into those type of issues. And uh, we have arrested some. We actually, we arrest all of them. Right. Uh, but jail cells right there. You do have a we do have a jail. Yep. Yes. We, How many? How 40, many beds? Forty. Good for forty inmates. Oh yeah. Yes. And where do you stand right now? Capacity. Uh, right now we're minimal simply because I had a lot of my staff members that relocated themselves to other employment. Oh. Better, uh, higher hourly wage. So that's where we at on on that end. But we're we're still accepting. Uh, prisoners or, you know, whomever needs to go to jail will go to jail. Do, do any of them speak English or most it's all Spanish? There's some that we've, we've uh, the returnees, so to speak, they speak some English, yes. And then there's some that, and actually, you're going to actually know the, the coyote a lot quicker because of the way he's dressed and the way his demeanor is, okay, oh. more more profound in, in terms of looking at you and you know, going to the questionnaire versus the, the, the others that don't speak English, they'll look at you like, okay, what are, you, what are we talking about? So oh. everything has to be translated, right? So you, you can tell real quick, like. Folks, again, we're speaking with, uh, well, he's known as the Undertaker Sheriff, but it's Sheriff uh, Benny Martinez. Sheriff, um, is there a cartel presence in Brooks County, Texas? Yes. Uh, they, they've, they've always been there. Uh, back in 2009, myself and two of my deputies, we were on the hit list from the Zetas because oh. we took down 2,000 pounds of, of their narcotics going through the br- oh boy. Uh, wow. ranch lands. Yes. We, we, we've always had these type of uh, smuggling rings going through there because oh. people know the rings. And, of course, uh, it... it there's a lot of locals there that are that are also involved in issues like that, right? So they they grab keys, they borrow keys to the ranch lands, and and they'll travel through. And we took down a, a ton of dope, which oh. is not unusual. Yep. Uh, and uh, it was on an affidavit saying that uh, myself and uh, my children were mentioned, and oh two boy. of my deputies. So issues like that. Honestly speaking, I knew what I needed to do. Mm. Okay, and I was going to do it. Yep. Up, but uh, they, the federal government asked me to stand down, and they'll handle it. They, mm. they took care of it. Um, any communication with the governor's office? Yes. You do? Yes. Governor Abbott? Governor Abbott, yes, sir. Has he been supportive? Oh, yes, sir. He has been? Yes, sir. In you fact, have a high opinion of him? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I have supported his initiative from the, from the beginning because I could see the influx of people. I could see how things were kind of out of control, so to speak. Uh, the evading arrests for felt the years were high. The, the number of people who were coming were high. Uh, we just don't have the, the funding to maintain and sustain what mm-hmm. we wanted to do. Back in 20, 2012, we took a big hit in terms of funding, uh, almost almost seven to eight hundred thousand dollars that the county lost from the general fund oh. so we had to lay people off and we had to cut our salaries by five percent and and i'm still trying to recover those monies to the county oh. okay. so at that point i went to the to governor uh um perry he was a governor yeah rick perry yes and and, and uh, lieutenant governor was dewhurst so we had a round table discussion and, and funding started from the governor's office, and up until this day, we're still getting funded hmm. through the governor's office. So, it, it's, could it's, you use more staff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is one of the initiatives also that we could hire more staff hmm. uh, in, in Brooks County. I can, instead of the five, I can definitely double, triple that. That's what I need hmm. because it's constant. Okay, you get that, mm-hmm. that is problematic, Sheriff. It if, is. If they know. If they're instructing people, all right, go, you know, drive 90 miles an hour because then they won't chase you, fail to yield. 
I understand, you know, there can be a lot of damages and high-speed chases mm-hmm. are looked at different ways. And if anything, now it's frowned upon with law enforcement. But at the same time, that that's they use that as a means knowing that your crew is not going to follow them. And I understand why, but once they exceed 90 miles an hour. Well, and, and that's absolutely correct. Yeah. But this is what I've done. And I, I have what you would call a... a uh, memorandum of understanding with, with various counties along the coast of Texas. Okay. All the way up to Fort Bend. So, if we if this happens, all we do is advise this is what's happening, this is what it looks like, this is the tags and on. Because a lot of the registration, the license plate, they're stolen from other vehicles. And all they do, it matches the vehicle they have. So, on, on site, you think it's a good plate, but it really is not. Mm. So, we look for the vehicle itself. And and uh, try to get it to a point where they're dropping off or following where it's going. So there's a lot of avenues that we have that we can utilize besides getting into a high-speed chase. At your jail, are are the inmates, are they dangerous or are they just people that came over and then they they got caught? Well, we don't house people that we just Get, okay. We, we don't do that. Right. We just turn around and give them to Border Patrol. We have okay. a Border Patrol station there. Sure. We have a, a checkpoint So there. what type of, what does someone have to do to become one of your, your prisoners? Smugglers. Smugglers. Okay. We go after the smugglers. Smugglers. For, of narcotics. Uh, yeah, or, or people. Or human trafficking. Or human trafficking, yes. And there is some of that. There is lots of that. There's well, lots I mean, of I, that. I think in the first quarter, we probably had like 100 cases in the first three months. Wow. Yes. And, and when you catch them... You know, how, how do you know? Is it t- t- take me through? How do how do you apprehend a smuggler? Well, again, if if they stop, right, we, 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 they get arrested. Yeah. If they continue and we we happen to intercept them in a, another county, we just bring them back to our county. We just mm. get them a rain and bring them back to our county. So they're, they're, eventually they're gonna go to jail, either where they actually got stopped or back in our county. So it varies on, on the agreements we have and how we, we do the, do the process. Mm. We want to make sure we get them prosecuted. You know, I um, first of all, folks, again, we're speaking with Sheriff uh, Benny Martinez, the undertaker uh, from Brooks County Sheriff. Uh, before I let you go, it, it is, um, I, I have been here in the past when the sheriffs are then either going to the White House or they're coming back from the White House. They're being greeted. There's a reception. Um, but what a difference it would make if this was a, a testified last week on, on, on yes. the committee. That's right. And, and they were calling you a liar. Yes. A fear, fear monger. Wow. Fear monger. Yes. Who was that? That was a chairperson by the California. Yes. But yeah. that's their narrative. Their right. narrative is everything is fine. Don't you can't testify to this because everything is fine. You yes. don't know what you're saying. Huh. Okay. Just like all this narcotics coming across, you know, he said basically said, okay, the only n- narcotics coming across through the port of entry. Okay. Mind you, all there. So mm-hmm. how can you justify those flowing across? Right. So there's no okay. He's not good data. Though. So, but they don't want to see that. They're they're just have blinders. Did you hear from people after he called you a fair monger? Well, I, I, I've heard about. I heard from my own colleagues, right? Yeah. And 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 they just we kind of like laughed at it because yeah. that's their narrative. Ridiculous. That's their narrative. Yeah. And, and it's it's we need to kind of like wake up and, and start, you know, looking at what's happening. Mm. And and you know we're a small county. I get it. We don't. They don't. They don't need Brooks County to get elected. I get it. But guess what? We have human beings there. Yes. And these people that are dying, there's nothing compassionate about what they're do- going through. Nothing at all. That's right. Okay. You know, and the governor's going to do what he can. And I hope he does more because we need a lot more. Uh, all right. I, and I, I'll, I'll agree with that. But there's nothing compassionate about what's occurring in Brooks County or anywhere else for that matter. That's right. Sheriff Benny Martinez. Sheriff, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for thank stepping you. up. Thank, thank you for being a guest on the John DePietro Show.
remain healthy, stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, the numbers at the border, people that are coming through, getting through, then escaping the United States, it's, it's really overwhelming. Joining us right now, he is Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's our friend Tommy Pigeot. Tommy, what's the new term that is being used for those that uh, get into the country and just escape? The term is gotaways. Gotaways. Um, yes, that, that just sort of signifies... You know, people that – the numbers that we have, by the way, are the ones that we know about. So it's people that are actually recorded having crossed the border and escaped, whether a Border Patrol person sees them or they're caught on camera. Uh, yeah, so th- those are referred to as gotaways, and that number is actually a conservative estimate. The 900,000 is that number that have escaped to this country. That's a conservative estimate because those are just the ones that we know about, which is why this is so worrying. I like those gutaways, kind of like, well, there's, you have stowaways, those that get onto, you know, a ship or a plane or whatever it may be. So these are gutaways. Now, Tommy, 900,000, what's the time frame on that? 900,000 gutaways have escaped into this country just since Joe Biden took office. Wow. 900,000. Uh, and for context, that's larger than the population of San Francisco. Yes. 900,000. I mean, wow. It's, it's astonishing and experts like I, I i just mentioned say that that could actually be two or three times higher because this is just the gotaways we know about the ones caught on camera the ones that border patrol sees crossing the border it doesn't include gotaways that cross the border unrecorded and let me give you an example of how that happened so in del rio if you remember last year or a few months ago uh, del rio had that incident where a huge number of illegal immigrants were under that bridge and required huge manpower to process those people uh at the border while those people were at the border, 247 miles of the border additional was left unpatrolled. 247 miles. We have no idea who crossed the border over that time period within those 247 miles. And it's concerning because we know for a fact, according to the Border Patrol, that cartels are dictating where illegal immigrants cross and are apprehended in order to tie the hands of Border Patrol so they can cross the border uh, and escape into this country without being detected. So that 900,000 number that we know about could really be much higher. I mean, it just shows the border is completely wide open. And Tommy, again, um, it's it's such a difference. What what are some of the, the factors you think are contributing to this? One thing I'll say is President Trump, at the very least, um, he, he was a deterrent. You know, there was an attitude that they would not be welcomed here, that it was not open, that you'd get deported. That obviously has shifted. What are the factors do you think or do we believe have contributed to this well that factor you just mentioned it 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 is a fact and it is a factor because that's what migrants are telling border patrol are telling news agencies that right now they came because joe biden's president because of joe biden's border policies no one's hiding it at the border they're literally saying that when they arrive at the border they're thanking joe biden for opening the border and i think that's a major component of this i think the second component is really the embracing of these sanctuary cities uh, policies in these Democrat-run cities and the benefits Democrats are trying to give to illegal immigrants when they arrive here. There used to be this consensus, even as uh, you know, uh, under Barack Obama's presidency, that you can't be incentivizing people to come and making this dangerous journey by providing benefits, by signaling that they could stay, because it actually endangers people making this journey. Biden has abandoned that consensus. Democrats have completely abandoned it now across the country. So there's this pull factor of all these benefits, these sanctuary city policies, combined with this message from the Biden administration by as they you know roll back these policies that worked, saying the border's open. So that's really contributing to this. And then the third factor is the cartels along the border have always been there, but they seize every opportunity. And Biden has just handed them a massive one. 
He's handed them a massive crisis that they can use to profit. So there are these really evil, despicable cartels that are profiting off of, off of all this death and destruction. And Biden's decided to turn his back and look the other way while this is going on. That's exactly right. Folks, he is, again, Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's Tommy Pichot. Tommy, great job as always. I like that. Get gutaways, and we'll talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, call them 401-885-4209. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. <music> 